time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gore and More podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, T.G. Bowser, and joining me, as always, is your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? Big Johnny D. What's going on, Gorehounds? And the killing machine himself, Bobby Amone. What's up, guys? So today is July 13th, 2020, and we got a banger of an episode for you today. But first, as always, it's time for your slice life. Big Johnny D, what'd you do this week? Oh, let's see. This week I busted ass at work. Uh, it's good to be back where I am or where I was. Uh, they kind of short staffed us, but at the same time, man, it makes the days fucking fly. So can't really complain. Uh, other than that, man, just been enjoying myself in the pool all week. It's been hot as fuck, as I'm sure you gentlemen know and all know, probably listeners. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I am not built for fucking 95 and above, man. <laughs> I'm a fucking polar bear, bro. Like, <laughs> uh, other than that, man, um, did a little bit more gaming with uh, friends on Sea of Thieves. We went on a huge fucking kick of that. And also, in lieu with this movie, I decided to pop in AVP t- uh, 2010. Because that is... Uh, hey, man, you know, I wanted to play... Out of all the AVP games, and uh, no, I'm not going to say which one is particularly better and not like that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I just I've always cared for the marine segments the most, so that was just the one I kind of wanted to play. Blah blah blah. But and then uh, I got to watch this fantabulous fucking movie for the oh, yeah. probably millionth time, and I honestly do not care. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just it, add it. Just no complaint. Better. Oh my god, dude. But uh, other than that, man, just been enjoying myself. Chad, how you been, my brother? I have been well, thank you. I had a nice long three day weekend. So I decided to be nice and let the wife have a day off to herself with her friends on Friday. Oh, it was originally supposed to be me and Harper and the other two kids were going to be at my mother-in-law's and she's just like, well, hell, just bring Harper up here. She can swim. So it was just me and the dog all day. Nice. There you go. So I got to relax. I watched Predator, the original Mm -hmm. and the newest one, The Predator, which I was very disappointed in. Still have yet to see it, uh, just because I've heard so many bad things. Chad and I had discussions about it. We're not pleased. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, if there's this whole subplot going on where it talks about the predator race introducing all this different DNA into the their own DNA strand, and I have a feeling that that I feel like they just explain use that as an ex- explanation for the uh, berserker predator from the movie Predators. Mm, like that was their see. That was I their, just, I just like the idea that that was just a random, like, off-skirt predator group that, you know, evolved that particular way, but... Right, right. It, it could have been anything, but yeah, it wasn't... Uh... And, and my biggest complaint was all the digital gore. I hate that. Well, I was going to ask you, isn't one of the predators or the big predator or whatever, isn't he, like, super fucking all CGI, like, all the time? Yeah, and he's fucking yeah. huge. He's, like, fucking 10 feet tall. See, I just don't want the CGI though all the time, man. Fucker's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is it is really cool because there's this one part where they go into the lab where they're studying the predators, and yes, they actually call them predators in this. Really? 
Yeah. Yeah. And there's this whole big debate about it. But you see, like, over on the wall, it has, like, the original Predator's mask and his weapon. And over on the other wall, it's the uh, alien spear from AVP. Ah. Yeah, there's some interesting little nods. But uh, overall, it's out of the four Predator movies, it's definitely fourth on the list. Oh, yeah. I mean, so pretty much it literally goes down by the number. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) That's fair. Oh, What's up, Roger? Man. Vicky, Roger, hello. Greetings. But yeah, it was all right. I mean, then I just kind of goofed around all weekend. Uh, the neighbor kids came over and played in the new swing set on Saturday. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and that was it. Then, like I said, you know, watched a movie with the wife on Saturday night, and then we watched this movie yesterday. Hell yeah, dude. And no, we didn't watch a chick flick. We watched A Bad Mom's Christmas. Ooh. Bad Mom's Christmas. Isn't that the sequel to something? Yeah, yeah Bad, Bad Moms. Moms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. That's who the hell's in that? That's the chick from uh 70 show, right? Mila Kunis. Yeah, Mila Kunis. Yeah, okay, um, yeah, yeah. A bunch of other people. But actually, yeah. I thought the first one was hilarious, so this one wasn't too bad. Fair enough. Never seen it. I feel like if Mila it. Kunis was a wrestler, her uh subtext would read extremely bangable. The extremely bangable Mila Kunis. All the time. Just all the time. All the time. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah yeah like i said that's uh that was pretty much my week in a nutshell bobby how about you buddy uh well my week of last week was a lot of work and everything but this weekend i also had a three-day weekend because we did a little memorial service for my old man so i took today off and then um saturday was um what did i do saturday enjoy the rain oh. <laughs> yeah pretty much no i, I was Saturday was a lazy day, and then I was at my girlfriend's. We had the UFC fights going on all ah, Saturday night, mm. so we were checking those out. And um, they were decent. Like, every time I've watched the pay-per-view, they've all lasted 30 seconds. For once, all these matches <laughs> went the actual lengths, and it was nice to actually watch. I do like me a little UFC every once in a while. And then yesterday was the memorial for my dad, and then today – me and her were just chilling out all day, and we watched this <laughs> lovely movie. It was wonderful to watch again. It never gets old. Never it, does. It, never does, buddy. I mean, I know how this review is going to go already, so let's let's just get to that. But first, TJ. No, we got to hear TJ's shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. TJ, you, you first. Let's okay, guys. So as I say every week, it, podcast here, podcast there, podcast everywhere. But more importantly, this week has been spent – a lot of packing as you can see everything is even more barren as it is usual i am moving this is the official last podcast in this house to be produced do back wise unless tisa magically pulls an episode out of her ass on wednesday that <laughs> will be the last podcast produced here in the old do back studio as i am moving i want to say 40 minutes east chad uh, about southeast ish southeast uh, yeah. new place and i will be having a new studio a better studio there will be lots of upgrades to be made next week will be a completely different looking show as you will see me a lot better things will be uh sounding a little bit more clear too the boys will look a little bit different and i hope that that with this move comes an upgrade to uh quality uh to this content so stay tuned for that and bear with us if any technical difficulties do happen as a move like this is pretty big especially seeing that everything is housed on this computer as it always has been but other than that spent some time with the family got some new collectibles we'll share those when that stuff gets here got the uh scream factory's mind no manhunter 
from 1986. So that is the first Hannibal Lecter story featuring uh, uh, the guy from uh, CSI. Whatever the Got fuck me on that one, buddy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't watch the first one. The main guy on CSI. But uh, it, I haven't watched it yet, but according to uh, the DKB, he said it's pretty fucking amazing. All right. So I'll have to check it out. And I also got a new set of headphones today, Audio-Technica MTH-50Xs. They are fucking dope. They are uh, essentially these, but like the level up, and they're wireless. Uh, I got those because at my new townhouse, I can't play shit super-duper loud, so why not uh, really my headphones <laughs> instead? Uh, so you got neighbors to worry about then. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, well. TJ can't scare the streets. Yeah, we're... <laughs> But anyway, uh, I'd say that's it for my slice of life. I'd say it's time to crack into uh, LV. What is it? 426. 426. And uh, hey, Vasquez, does anybody ever mistake you for a woman? No. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So 1986's Aliens, directed by James Cameron, written by James Cameron. David. His name is James Cameron. Cameron. Is that Giller? Giler. Guyler and Walter Hill, produced yes, by Walter. Gail Ann Hurd, not Turd, starring Sigourney <laughs> Weaver as Ellen Ripley, Michael Bain as Corporal Dwayne Hicks, Paul Reiser as Carter Burke, he's a douche, Lance Henriksen as Bishop, Carrie Henn as Newt, uh, don't call her Rebecca, Bill Paxton as Private Hudson, William Hope as Lieutenant Gorman, Jeanette Goldstein as Private Vasquez, Al Matthews as Sergeant Apone, music by James Horner, cinematography by Adrian Biddle, edited by Ray Lovejoy, distributed by 20th Century Fox, released July 18th, 1986, runtime of 137 midgets, and then 155 for the extended cut, a budget of 18 mil and gross, holy shit, 183.3 million dollars. Oh yeah, it was a bad yeah. <laughs> I think it was successful, who would say? Moderately, yes. <laughs> Moderately. So, Chad, roll that beautiful bean footage, baby. Yeah. Tell me one thing. Brooke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back, but to wipe them out. That's the plan. All right, people, on the ready line. Really digging the the light bar there, Chad. Thanks, man. It's a good investment. Ten bucks, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> We're on express elevator to hell. Keeper has a bush. There's nothing back here. Look, I'm telling you, there's something. He has a fucking smoke show, though. Get them out of there! They got the power. 
How did they cut the power, man? They're animals. How did they cut the power, man? There's movement all over the place. Five meters, <laughs> I like how like the commentary for this is just Paxton freaking out. That's all you need, honestly. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Aliens. Yeah, crack up. This yeah, time, you. it's war. War. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. but by the way, just as a joke, I was gonna just put for the plot rundown the sequel to Alien. <laughs> Honestly, it would have worked. I should have yeah. done that. <laughs> the sequel to Alien. Come on down to outer space, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel to Alien. If you do not know Aliens, please see previous review. Yes. Yeah, uh, see previous review. Find out yeah, over on newbackdiscussion.net. Lance, we love you. We love you and we miss you. Uh, that will be part of the upgrade is the return of the commercials. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't Lance be due for another uh, giveaway soon? Yeah, he should. That's been a couple months. Lance, you want to make some extra money? Let us know. We'll help you. Okay, so guys. Yes. Plot rundown, plot rundown. Whoever does a plot rundown, I'm going to try to take a big old doink and rip off of it. Uh, let's, let, let's let Johnny do it since he's... John, do it. Ready? Is. All right, That's here we go. Go. Ellen Ripley, the sole survivor of the alien attack on the mining ship Nostromo, awakens 57 years later when she is found by a salvage vessel. The welcome given to her by the company officials is far from warm. Since they refuse to believe her discovery of the alien existence and revoke her flight officer's license. Much to her horror, Ripley discovers that the moon, LV-426, where her crew has encountered alien species in the, in the first movie, which, once again, see previous review, <laughs> or listen to it, um, is now colonized by the company. But when all contact with the moon is lost, Ripley is called back into action as an advisor of a team that, of tough space marines with a great dual or with a great deal of firepower and side note on that they have some of the best fucking weapons still out of any fucking like i don't give a shit dude it's 30 fucking years old that shit still looks cooler than anything that comes out fucking nowadays oh, yeah, dude that, buddy. oh my god dude that smart gun man that the fucking pulse oh rifle. the noise the noise dude, alone will oh chub you up god. every weapon every weapon full-on fucking rage like if you guys haven't figured this out and i i know this is kind of a big sidebar this is literally going to be a love letter to james cameron this whole oh, yeah. episode so <laughs> all right dude, I've, I've probably got five pages of behind the scenes shit oh dude oh, this is and you know what i'm going to be sitting here with a bowl of cereal fucking eating it up the whole way bud and this this like, is maybe half the stuff that i found i had to i had to go through it with a fine tooth comb listen oh, jesus and you know what I'm not going to lie. I got all the action figures right now. I could react this whole fucking movie right here. <laughs> oh, that's me. right. Hey. They did release all those things earlier this Bro, year. Bro, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, like, perfect. I and uh, to keep going with this, they actually just announced another Walmart exclusive of the Glow in the Dark series coming out. Oh, well, yeah. pound my pud. Let's fucking right. get it. All right. So back to uh, plot rundown here. Let's see. To get rid of the, her reoccurring nightmares of the alien creature, Ripley prepares for a final battle with the monsters. And this time, there's not only one, but hundreds of them out there. Using special, specially modified machine guns and enough firepower, it's either fight or die as the space marines battle all the way against, or against all the aliens. As the marines do their best to defend themselves, Ripley must attempt to protect the young girl who is the sole survivor 
of the decimated space cowboy. Gentlemen, I mean, what, I, what, what is, you, yeah. Put it to this way. Uh, I know, like, after the first one, they, like, wanted to get into Aliens. I'm happy it took the time to get what we got. And that's right. what I was saying. Like, that's it. It's, uh, so on my post last night when I was watching it, a buddy of mine, uh, Pete, and you guys saw the comment. It's he uh, he was asking about sequels that potentially go better than the first one. And I dare say uh, the Hudson voice, John, I uh, Roger requests that you read the last two lines in the Hudson voice, please. The Hudson voice. Oh, man. How could I do a Hudson? Uh, We're fucked, man. All right. Fuck, man. As the Marines do, as the Marines do their best, I can't even do it. Dude. <laughs> Come on, man, you gotta do it, man. Oh, man. As Game the Marines over, do their best, man. Game, over, man. Game over, man. Game over. Game over, man. Where's the real pretty shit right now, now man? <laughs> dude, he does have the best fucking lines in this movie, dude. Most of his shits ad libbed, by the way. It's in my notes. Is really? It? Yeah, it's awesome. I'm not surprised. I'm really not. So, as the Marines do their best to defend themselves, man, Ripley must attempt to, to protect a young girl before see, like, it came but, over. But, but like, do you so go man, freak fucked, out? Man. Do you go like freak out, Bill Paxson, or do you go when he's doing like, we got the nukes, we got knives, we got yeah. sonic bubonic ball breakers? I fucking like, love that line. Oh my god, dude! That whole <laughs> that, that, fucking thing. That's, that's one of the best parts they put back in, yeah. dude. And I'm sorry for any of the listeners right now or viewers that did not watch this special edition, man. Do yourself a favor. Go back and watch that shit. That's you need that. Premium. You need that extra 17 minutes, man. You can't even call it a special edition. This is the direct, but, the director's cut because this is James Cameron's vision. This is his preferred. Right. Cut. So it, technically the director's cut. And, and anybody that knows anything about 80s James Cameron, he was a fucking cunt. Like he wanted his shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, he was also he was bad when it came to, to Terminator Two and Titanic. Well, he bro, listen, the fact that he was like, "I'm directing a sequel," and obviously not even this one, but he did it with this and Terminator Two. I say he made him better than the first. Oh yeah, and Terminator oh. was his own. He was yeah, like, you know, know what? I'm gonna fuck myself over and do it better. <laughs> I mean, that's all we all that's all we could all ever hope for, honestly. But, dude, James. 80s Cameron, man, like he was the perfect director for this movie. And I don't think anybody else could have brought it. Uh, you know, I would even go on to say that 90s Cameron was just as fantastic. Oh, I agree. Okay. I, agree. I shouldn't we say had, necessarily we just. We had true lies. Okay. I, mean, I shouldn't say just 80s specifically. I should just say his whole, car- his whole career. Yeah. Any film where James Cameron didn't rely heavily on digital effects. Pre Anything pre Avatar. Uh, I, I disagree because yeah. of T2. No? T2 had a lot of digital effects. Yeah, it yes. did. Oh, wait, no, but no. They were ahead of their the time. Those digital effects of T2 blend a lot better than half the shit of today. Okay, any oh, yeah. okay, anything after T2. Except for oh, Titanic. Where uh, True Lies? Ti- no, True Lies was not. The Titanic's mostly digital. And I did not see Titanic, so I know that doesn't work for me. I saw the one scene that mattered, and that was tits, and then I saw the dude hitting the fan. That was about it. <laughs> Uh, I saw the scene that mattered, and got hey, me. uh, yeah, you guys want to call down under? Oh, Bro, fuck yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I would oh, love you to hear you don't even have to ask. I would love to hear that sexy voice, voice uh, take on this. And he didn't even get to see it. 
fuck? And Barubi Kane, my doppelganger, Kanga Banger from down under Victoria, Australia. What you doing? No, oh, not much, mate. Just getting prepared for these notes. Hell How yeah. you doing? Good. <laughs> Pretty fucking good, brother. So 1986's Aliens. Talk about it. Well, Jimmy Cameron, he's outdone himself by far on this. What more can I say that already hasn't been said about it? It is a fucking masterpiece. I just love everything about it, like production design, sound design, uh, fucking you name it. Everything in this film kicks ass 100%. Fucking he nailed it. I just want to shout out to the character development, though, in this film, what you actually feel for these characters, Mm -hmm. written extremely well into the script. Even the actors that betray the characters, like they they make it feel believable. So to have that from a 1986 film, to me, that's incredible stuff. Yeah, like, fucking love it. Absolutely love it. Um, now I haven't got a favorite kill, but I have got a favorite scene, and that would be when Ripley runs into uh, the mother xenomorph. Mm. I just love how there's like no music; it's just all atmos. Um, yep. and and cutting away between her revealing the eggs in the field and yeah i i fucking love that scene so much great it's great stuff um what else have i got here well, i haven't really got much because this film is just fucking amazing i haven't i haven't really got any questions about the film itself but does anyone agree with me that we should have neil blomkamp's uh alien five like i know me and chad talked about this in um, yes. you know, in one of the conversations on Facebook, but mm-hmm. does anyone else agree? Like, yes, because the, I would... the the concept up and the premise, uh, yeah, fucking awesome. Uh, John's gonna talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, he agrees with you. Oh, absolutely, dude. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, fair enough. Yep, so, uh, to wrap this up, what's your rating? Oh, well, I'd kick my own ass if I didn't give it a five out of five, yeah, so. yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay, Brody. Well, uh, thank you for calling, and we'll see you back next week, brother. Awesome. I'll catch you, lads. Yep. Later, okay, thank you Later. very much, bro. Later. Okay, guys. So five out of five from Brody Kane for Alien. Mm-hmm. So that's a good sign, guys. We we knew this was going to be a good episode. This is going to be a lot of agreeing here. By the way, oh, I, I I could show you guys the page of notes that I had taken during the movie, and it's blank. Well, yeah, dude, because you're not gonna, like you can't nitpick anything in this movie. Like even the shit you can nitpick, you're just like I don't care, dude. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, that is really fucking like I don't know. The rest, I was, it, it's all so good, dude. You can't. I was sitting there with pen in hand. I'm like, fuck it. Not even gonna do it. Don't need to. Like, I feel like the only honest to God thing you could ever nitpick is the very end scene where the queen is holding on to her and she's holding on with just her arm. Yeah. Um, now that yeah, I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm not saying that couldn't work. But, but I feel like just with the sheer weight of that queen, it would probably like break her arm somehow to where she I don't not know. Not just that, but she's being sucked into the vacuum of space. So you got the laws of physics there that say there's no way in hell. Her right. arm would have been ripped completely I mean, out of its pocket. There's other movies that we've had people getting literally sucked. I mean, fuck, dude, Alien Resurrection does it where it gets sucked right out of a hole because yeah. of literally a fuck the vacuum of space. Um, uh, you know what? Chase next. Exactly right. But you know what? It doesn't fucking matter because this movie 
gave us a giant creature feature with a fucking mech battle in 86, dude. Like, yeah, like it, huge. And you know what? Here's a little side note. And I know TJ could definitely fucking like, obviously, we're all going to love it. But the fucking models in this movie, dude. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that shit. There, it, there's there's something in my notes as far as the model work where how much it had the actual movie studio fooled. I they believe thought, it, dude. They thought the entire budget was blown on sets. And it was the model. <laughs> That's how you know you did good. Jeremy Brown, oh, director yeah. of hey buddy. Warrior's Death and Vengeance popping in here. We will show the trailer for our fan film Warrior's Death later on in the show. But he oh. says, let me pop this bitch. Chad, let me uh, cover up your face there. He, he's not wrong. No. Aliens is the most perfect sci-fi film ever made outside of Predator this whole episode's point is to crack beers, cheer, and agreement. Absolutely, Jeremy. Okay, let me. I just want to comment because this brings up something that I brought up to TJ this morning through messaging. And it occurred to me driving to work this morning as I was thinking about aliens, as I think about shit like that all the time on my half-hour drive to work, is that the science fiction genre is the most versatile and almost perfect genre itself because it blends so well with everything else you got sci-fi sure. horror sci-fi action you know sci-fi comedy it, it 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 just melts so well with everything else you're not wrong it's true it's true and i who doesn't love i mean obviously we're talking about right now but dude good sci-fi horror man is fucking i love it absolutely now uh while we're talking about things i want to talk about yes. some of my favorite shots in the film uh First, I want to talk about the outside sequences in the rain. I think yes. those look spectacular. Uh, even on modern day televisions, they look, feel, sound incredible. Uh, I watched it in that 7.1 fucking crazy headphone bullshit that I have going on simulated. Nice. And then I okay. watched it with the... F- huh. You want to hear something funny? As you mentioned the outdoor rain scenes, like anytime I am going somewhere... Like, if I'm just getting out of the car, walking to Walmart, and it's raining, that scene plays in my head. Every time, 30 years later, that still goes through it's my so head. It's so cool. The lighting yeah. is so realistic and spot on and relative to what you you know. Like, But just that whole scene, dude, just the way the Marines are moving through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, And even if you're talking even before that, as they're like, you're looking through the grainy viewfinder. And then you obviously get like the actual POV shot of them yeah. like coming around the fucking uh, purifier. Like, oh yeah, dude. Like, and, and that's what I'm talking about. The model scale shit, dude, is just so good looking in this crap, dude. And I think oh. we also need to we also need to bring up how ahead of its time it was. Like it predicted body cams. Yeah. Yeah. Like legitimately. And, and like it integrated right, front, and it integrated, <laughs> you know, frontline. What okay, military. so I'm glad we you also guys did brought Skype that up. calls. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> And even watching this, and we know, you know, obviously it's 30 years old. Yeah. We obviously all agree it still holds up and stuff. But even looking at the military tech, even though it's technically dated by our standards, there's still everything that's relative to what, you know what I mean? So it still never feels like it's super dated. Right. The movie ages yeah. well, all except for one scene in particular that will I know, and I out. and I can pinpoint it to that exact shot we yes. were talking about too. <laughs> but to oh. highlight more more scenes, the whole rain sequence, like I said, transfers really good to modern televisions and modern oh, stuff. Yeah. But another scene that transfers really well is whenever they pop up the, the grate and they look on that sub level and you see all the aliens crawling on the set on the like the, the, the ceiling. ceiling. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, that is super good looking. My God. 
That, that was actually shot uh the camera they were like crawling up a shoot and the camera was panning it was looking down um, yeah that's how they that's how they achieved that that's, that's can, can i just say thank you for james cameron for going with uh michael bien again mm-hmm. as a uh his action star from even though ripley's actually the main action star michael and then bien, another he was a last minute addition he was he filled in for somebody else Oh Who? shit! Yeah, I remember. Is that, that. I'm, all right. I don't. It's in it's in my notes, notes, but he nice. was originally uh, the original actor was fired because he got busted for drug. Uh, Who was the original director? Or the original, the original actor. actor. Um, it's it's in my notes. I'll have to look down. It's sweet. Like, well, I'll be waiting for that shit then. Yeah, dude. No man. I mean, what else can we say about this movie, man? Like, holy shit! Just it's the only '80s like creature feature alien science adventure action movie that doesn't look like it's in the 80s it you're right and the best i just love it because it's like all right dude we love the first one but the first one's straight horror yeah and this one is just when i that's why i kept saying like 80s james cameron because like that is literally what it fucking is dude because it's like yo we're gonna keep the horror but we're gonna fucking bring the action and we're not gonna bring just a little action we're gonna bring a lot of it we're gonna give you a couple false endings. We're gonna make this thing a fucking like holy shit, dude. This was like a trend that Cameron was following with himself because the first Terminator was horror sci-fi. That was right of the horror aspect. There, go to Terminator Two. It's straight up balls to wall action. And, and not only right. that, but you could say the same aesthetic of introducing the child into it and like yeah. the protector thing. And like, yeah, yeah, dude. It's the same. It's the same trend he followed with himself. Not that someone else started it. He did it himself. But yes, thank you. John oh, Jackson was James Remar. Nice. Thank you, John. Awesome. So you know what, man? I'm ready to dive into Chad's notes if you guys are. Well, I, I, before we do that, I also want to oh, touch on the fact all the stuff that was cut out for the theatrical, like you're missing so much because you really need to see, and especially the the whole mother-daughter thing, why Newton Ripley formed such a tight bond is because you find out Ripley had a daughter. Who right. was about that same age who she left behind and find out that she's dead now. How like, dude, how terrible would that be to like wake up? You know what I mean? Like you just survived all that shit and now you wake up and then you find all that shit out too. Like, oh, that'd be horrible. That would be horrible. Like that would kill. Like the now. fact that she wasn't more of a broken character as it was. You know what I mean? Like, dude, she's got to be one of the smartest, like lead characters that's ever been in a shitty situation i feel right like out of any movie we've watched like yeah there's a lot of smart characters out there and stuff but like dude she's legitimately like i mean obviously she you know she was a fucking co-captain of a ship in the first one you know what i mean so it's not you answer roger uh reebok is forever hell yeah dude (laughs) they just re-released those fucking sweet sneakers dude like three months ago they were fucking i think they were like 250 also uh shout out to gorehound datrian griffin uh yes birthday happy birthday brother oh yeah happy, happy birthday. birthday sir enjoy yes have a good day from everyone here at the do back discussion network and especially here from the gormore podcast so guys chad yeah let's do this Talk about okay it. so like most films the movie wasn't shot in sequence but for added realism james cameron filmed the scene where he first meet the colonial marines last that was so the camaraderie of the marines was realistic because the actors had already spent months filming together ah, very okay. nice 
Lance Henriksen had privately pledged to quit acting if this part didn't work out for him. After years of journeyman roles, it proved to be one of possibly even his most successful film. I would. Yeah. You know what? I'd probably have to put it there. Maybe right besides Pumpkinhead. Yeah. I could agree with Although, that. Although, I, I don't know. I mean, he was in Terminator 1. Obviously, smaller weight, smaller bit part, but. Uh, sidebar, did you guys see that uh, Scream Factory is putting out a uh, steelbook version of Pumpkinhead? In yes, Tom's they are. I did. Yes. Nice. And, and there's another, there is another big Scream Factory mm. that we're going to talk about at the end of the episode. Yeah, All I'm going to say is real quick, already pre-ordered. Nice. <laughs> I, of course. I figured one of us four had to. <laughs> right here. Awesome. The knife trick scene was originally going to be done by Bishop alone. According to Lance Henriksen, he suggested to James Cameron to have Hudson's hand put on top of his, to which Cameron, of course, agreed. This change was discussed with almost everyone except Bill Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> the, scene awesome, went, the scene went off fine, except for one take where Paxton's pinky stuck out a bit and Henriksen accidentally grazed it. <laughs> Dude, that is great. Oh, man. In both the standard and special edition versions, the 15-minute countdown at the end of the film is indeed 15 minutes. Oh, shit. I never actually followed the time lapse. Me neither. That's... that's that's like the complete opposite of the beginning of the fog where he says it's five minutes till 12 and his scene <laughs> story is like two and a half minutes. Right. Yeah. I remember that. That's fun. That's crazy, dude. I almost kind of like want to rewatch it again and, and with count like a little time. stopwatch there, dude. Like, <laughs> is this really the time? I mean, cause you think about it when they say 15 minutes, you're like, dude, that's not enough time to do fucking dick. No, mm-hmm. but apparently yeah. it was <laughs> right. Save a child and piss off a fucking mama queen. Hell yeah. Sigourney Weaver had several notes for James Cameron after having read the script. Although he could not grant all her requests, Cameron praised her for never taking issue with the direction he wanted to take with the story. Her notes were all about how she felt Ripley should respond to her situations, which she was happy to accommodate. That's and I think awesome. I think I have her the, her three biggest things that she wanted later on, uh, later on in my notes. But one of the things she wanted was to have Ripley have sex with an alien and for her to die. And she, she accomplished all those in later sequels. Which yeah. I don't really, I didn't, you know, I don't even want to talk about Alien Resurrection. So fuck that. We are not. You no, know, I liked it until the very like last third act, probably maybe even a little past the like the last like ten minutes. I don't know. Yeah, uh, the fifteen minutes. That was the that was one of the movies, one of the very few movies where I went to pay to see it at the theater and left wanting my fucking money back. The first movie I ever did that with was Paycheck with fucking Ben Aslick, and I did get my money back because I terrible. think the first I think the first one I wanted my money back was <laughs> Batman and Robin. Yeah, nipple Batman. <laughs> Schumacher. According to Bill Paxton, he improvised many of his lines, including "Game over, man. Game over. Game over, man." <laughs> so good. The alien nest was kept into oh sorry hold on uh, was kept intact after filming. It was later used as the Axis chemical set for Batman. When the Batman crew first entered a set, they found most of the alien nest still intact. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fucking wicked. The full-size queen puppet was actually too big to fit into the elevator for the shot where she's seen in there. <laughs> Her tail was removed, and yet the back of the elevator still had to be opened to accommodate the prop. Smoke effects, dark lighting, <laughs> and a black curtain at the back had to obscure it. So <laughs> not only... And you know what? Like, I know we said we weren't gonna, I know we said we weren't going to take a little bit of like you know we weren't going to really try to dissect it too much. 
But right where you just mentioned in the, like, the scene right before where she was coming down the hall, it definitely looks like, wait, how the fuck could she even fit there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that wouldn't, like, she was just fucking 15 foot tall. And now she's fitting down a corridor that's only like two foot Seven taller than Ripley. I can't get in it, bitch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I obviously, it. she's crawling around like, you know, on all fours yeah. and shit, but still. Like a cat. Yeah. Uh, actually, all, these little places. Technically, all sixes. Well, yeah. True. Fucking T Rex W. As I was <laughs> watching this, I kept saying to my girlfriend when that queen was on, I'm like, that is one big bitch. I don't know how the fuck she's doing it. Uh. <laughs> Continuing on, Al Matthews, who plays a Marine Sergeant in this film, was in real life the first black Marine to be promoted to the rank of Sergeant in the field during service in Vietnam. No oh. shit. Day on the floor, it, day on the okay, so in a deleted scene that was, of course, added back in, uh, the portrait of Ripley's daughter is of Elizabeth Inglis, Sigourney Weaver's real-life mother. Oh, that's shit. That's awesome. I like how that's... Uh, I always enjoyed that little, like, weird screen room. Like, you know, that scene that you were just talking about there. Because, like, I remember seeing the first, like, theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. And the first time I've seen it, I'm just like, oh, man, that's just, like, such a cool idea. And it's, like kind of little, it's like a little Zen garden or something. Yeah, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and they had it in like Back to the Future 2 and other dumb shit, but. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, it was the fucking little, it was, but theirs was just the normal like screen window. Yeah. Is this screen broken? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, continuing on, Lance Henriksen wanted to wear double pupil contact lenses for a scene where Bishop is working in the lab on a microscope and gives a scary look to one of the Marines. He came to the set with those lenses, but after a test, James Cameron decided he did not need to wear them because he was acting the character with just the right amount of creepiness already. Cameron later <laughs> said Cameron later said it made Bishop look scarier than the aliens. That's fucking hilarious. He's like, yo, I want to creep people out. And he's like, nah, dude, you're good. <laughs> you're, doing it just, you're doing it just as good right now. You don't need anything, dude. You're good. That's you know, it's got to be pretty bad when James Cameron says, you know what? Let's dial that back a bit. Right? What the fuck, dude? Cameron's like, no, we're going 100 feet under the ocean and we're taking fucking everybody. Fuck you. Exactly. And we're going to blow up a tanker in the middle yeah. of the fucking I'm scared LA of being underwater. I don't fucking care. Your sight is goddamn. You know what I mean? That's fucking 80s Cameron right there, dude. Holy that is. Shit. That is. Uh, Bill Paxton continuously apologized to Carrie Hen throughout the filming. Every time Hudson had to swear in front of her, she later admitted she didn't mind, mostly because she didn't really know what any of the words meant. <laughs> I do love this scene when the uh when the fuck was it the apc after it breaks or blows up and he's just like freaking the fuck out dude and there's like just the little girl there he's like oh we're fucked now i'm just like oh man that always just made me laugh or something okay so here's here's something else um when they're driving the apc and you know ripley rescues them all yeah, and yeah, at, yeah. The end, at the end hex is like you broke the front transaxle you know kind of yeah, he's like, you're, you're just, just trying to metal it didn't occur to me until last night watching it. The reason the trance axle broke is because she just ran over a fucking alien and the right, acid dissolved it. Yep. It never occurred to me until last night watching that. Now that you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes – okay. But did you notice the weird – like, so when it punched on the glass up above, like, there was, mm-hmm. like, weird, like, liquid spray? Is mm-hmm. that supposed to be yeah. acid from itself? No, I think that was. I mean, this isn't a big question or anything. It was just something I thought about when you just. I think that was just their like the slime that was on. Yeah, because it was covered in slime. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I I like that answer better. Continue. Ah, here it is. So when Fox execs saw an early cut of the film, they complained to producer Gail Ann Hurd that it looked like the money had all been spent on sets rather than special effects. (laughs) Hurd took great delight in telling the execs that a majority of the sets that they were seeing in their film were indeed miniatures or optical effects. 
The artists behind these images were very pleased that their work had fooled the money men. Fuck yeah, dude. That's how you know you, you did it. You, yeah, when you know you're good. You, you fool people to that extent. I mean, so like, much matte painting here. Yo. All right. I think I was going to say, I was like, we definitely have some sweet matte paintings in this. Yeah. But they were well done. For 1986, oh, they were yeah, you well done. You wouldn't know. That whole hangar scene was so well done. The hangar scene, the end explosion scene, like yeah. the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> I love the fuck. Dude, the best part of this whole movie, and sorry, not to like side note, dude, but I love when they fucking actually like find out the place is about to explode, too. It's just like, oh, great. <laughs> Let's just fucking keep adding shit to this sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> we're running out of bread uh, but we got more condiments but right? when they landed and deployed in the troop carrier apone tells the marines they have 10 seconds until they arrive if you count from here till the first marine jumps out of the carrier and his boots hits the ground it really is 10 seconds how the Damn. fuck does that happen a, they make james it happen cameron, dude james cameron no i could see james cameron doing that take 100 times oh we did it you were at 11 seconds it's supposed to be 10 do it again <laughs> No, nah, no, he probably just edited it down. To oh, I'm sure. Actually, being ten seconds. Quick cuts. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it though. But then again, Cameron, you never can tell. Cameron is Cameron. Somebody wake up, Hicks. Uh, the spear gun Ripley used at the end of Alien is briefly visible in the opening scenes when the escape pod door is being cut open. It's still yes. stuck to the bottom, Hell where yeah. the gun jammed 57 years ago. And by the way, this is hilarious. TJ, one of the things that we sell, it's a flower called 707 headband. Hmm. Today, we we're filling out orders, and every order that ordered that flower was in the quantity of 57. <laughs> <laughs> I kept counting them out like, God, that is fucking ironic. Yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> A little bit ironic. <laughs> Uh, James Cameron had a big problem trying to win the confidence and respect of the British crew who had been loyal to uh, Ridley Scott when he filmed Alien. Uh So to try and win them over, he arranged for a screening of Terminator, but most of the crew ignored the invite and didn't bother to turn up. (laughs) There was a lot of friction between that, between him and the crew. And I think I have it later on where he basically said, you know, fuck you guys. I, really? I know it's in here. I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He hated it. I could see it. So none of the models were the original designs of the Narcissus from Alien. That's the uh, the shuttle. The, the vagina uh, could, They could be found. So set designers and model makers had to reconstruct the model and the interior set just from watching Alien. That's awesome. Holy shit. <laughs> Brody. Uh, for for anyone listening to the audio version, eventually Brody Kane just wrote the C in Cameron stands for cunt. Yes. So what's the A- oh man E R O N stand for? That's what you, you got to figure that out yourself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Asshole is one of them. We can only help so far. Oh, M would be motherfucker. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Aliens was never shown to test audiences because editing and scoring were not completed until the week before theatrical release. Damn. That, that's fucking tough. That's about. last minute. Only yeah, a studio dude. screening was performed for Fox Execs, which was enthusiastically received. Marketing experts later said that Aliens probably helped save Fox, which was in desperate need of a hit at the time. Fair and enough. Predator yeah. the next fucking year. They also Holy had to shit, fly man. that same year, too. So. Yeah. yeah. The special edition includes 17 minutes of extra scenes, which include Ripley discussing her daughter with Burke, uh, Ripley being demoted by the board, Newt's parents discovering the derelict ship, 
a tour through the Sulaco prior to the Marines waking up, Hudson bragging about his weaponry. Yes. Ripley hesitates before she enters the colony complex on a planet, the robot sentry guns repelling two alien raids, the Marines theorizing about an alien leader and the source of the eggs, yes. Hicks and Ripley exchanging first names, and a scene on LB-426 where a child re- rides a big wheel similar to one ridden in the Terminator. Hell yeah. I love that, too, because it's just generic 80s big wheel with a y- Waylon yutani sticker fucking right on the Yeah. Front. You can oh, still yeah. get those things, by the way. What's that? The big wheels? Yeah. Oh, that's also, course, dude. I think when I move, that's going to be one of my first purchases is I'm going to buy an adult-sized big wheel and ride Bro, on Butler. Get, yeah. They make okay, them. So they make them. Make sure you get the ones... With the swivel back tires, dude, so you can get them sweet fucking donuts. Yeah, I want to start a biker gang. <laughs> I had those. I had that. That was so much fun, dude. Fuck yeah, man. Or no, they had motorized green, ones too. Green machine was way fun. See, I want one of those. Uh, what is it? The, just the single wheel boards. What the fuck are they called? Mm-hmm. I can't even remember. It might just be like big wheel or some or uh, one wheel or some bullshit like that. But it's a motorized wheel, dude. Like on a gyrosphere. It's just one board, dude. <laughs> is that a sex toy? <laughs> What's that? Is that a sex toy? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so continuing on. According to the shooting script, Vasquez and Drake spent a tough childhood together in a Hispanic slum and were drafted into the Colonial Marines from juvenile prison. Jesus Christ. Damn. So that explains their closeness. Um, the film takes place in 2179. This is derived from Ripley's statement about Drake's transmission to the colony on 61279. No century was specified, but the in-universe guide Aliens Colonial Marines Technical Manual, published in 95, set both alien and aliens in a 22nd century. The events of alien have since been retroactively dated to 2122, 57 years prior to aliens. Uh Boom. All right. Timeline. Having hired James Cameron to write the screenplay, Fox president Lawrence Gordon did the unthinkable when Cameron left the production to direct The Terminator in 84. Fox agreed to wait for Cameron to become available again to finish the screenplay with an option to direct if The Terminator turned out well and he showed talent as a director. Due to other engagements, Cameron had literally completed about 60 pages at that stage. But Gordon loved what he'd written so far, saying that in the business, blah, 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 there's uh, decisions you agonize, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so basically, he hired him on 60 pages of script and Listen, waited two years for him. Listen, good de- good decision. Yeah. Most people, most people would have saw that shit and been like, fuck that. Nope. Yeah. There was so that we dude, two years? No. That dude, yeah. Thank you to that guy. No kidding. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Holy shit. James Cameron had the actors playing the Marines personalize their own costumes for added realism, much like soldiers of Vietnam would write and draw things on their own helmets. Uh, Actress Cynthia Dale Scott, who plays Corporal Dietrich, has the words Blue Angel written on the back of hers. Uh, Bill Paxton has Louise written on his armor as a dedication to his real-life wife. Ah. So the only one... The only one that didn't have the personalized armor was uh, Hicks. Well, yeah, he did. Was, uh, Mike, Michael Bean, I mean, because he, he, uh, had he, heart, went, he had a heart and everything drawn on his, though. But Michael Bean didn't personalize it himself. Oh, that was from James Remar. Okay. That, that's, that's what I was trying to say. I'm sorry. And he actually, he hated, he hated the heart on the armor. He thought it made like a bullseye. Mm. I mean, that would make sense, yeah. Yeah, I got to understand that. 
In an interview, composer James Horner felt that James Cameron had given him so little time to write a score for the film, he was forced to cannibalize previous scores from what he had done before. Uh, he had such as elements from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. That's awesome. And it was a fucking awesome score. So. Yeah. Speaking right. of Star Trek, <laughs> later. Yeah, right? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, all say, of, what a perfect nod right there. All of the cast who were uh, all of the cast who played the Marines, with the exception of Michael Bean, who replaced James Remar, were trained by the Special Air Service, Britain's elite special op unit, and Sergeant Al Matthews, who played Apone, for two weeks before filming. Apone! Sigourney Weaver, Paul Reiser, and William Hope didn't participate in the training because director James Cameron felt it wouldn't help the actors create a sense of detachment between those three and the Marines. Uh, the characters these three played were all outsiders to the squad. Ripley being an advisor to the Marines while on the trip to LB-426, Burke, uh, you know, you know, other parts, you know, yeah. basically they left them out of it so that they would feel separate and different from the, the actual Marines. But that's good. It worked. It worked. Yeah. yeah. Like that it worked out perfect that way. Oh, I'm so is, ready. I'm already ready to watch it again, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The uh, facehuggers had been retained by the colonists, were kept in jars of water, so that if they got injured in any way, began secreting acid. The acid would immediately be diluted by the surrounding water, thus preventing the jar from being ruptured and the creature being released. Mm. While Bishop explains that the acid blood turns inert once an alien dies, the original script for Alien featured a scene where the dead facehugger immediately began to decompose and leak copious amounts of acid everywhere. So originally, they were supposed to be even more deadly dead than alive. Hey, Alf's That's here. Crazy. Yes, up, uh, I thought we would have a proper alien uh, join the show. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. The word fuck is used 25 times in the film, 18 of them spoken <laughs> by Hudson. Yeah. I believe it. Hudson also says the word man a total of 35 times. That's awesome. <laughs> <sighs> Does anyone know any helmet girls? <laughs> there is a red circular sticker seen on the dropship, which isn't really visible. It says Bug Stomper, We Endanger Species. Hell yeah. I did notice the Bug Stomper, but I didn't notice the We Endanger Species part. Which, makes, which questions, like, how many other species have they run into? Well, there's supposed to be, uh, like, a throwaway line, I guess, about that. Like, there's supposed to be, like, this extermination squad, squad that goes in to basically wipe out any alien species that are seen right. as hostile towards colonists. James Cameron was a big fan of the Starship Troopers book. Yes, he was. He, made, he actually made the uh, Marines read the, that before they uh, started filming. Really? It had, yes. it had awesome. like, proper things for them to learn from it. And I love Starship Troopers too, man. We'll That's another fun it. movie. It's technically horror. Technically. Technically. Dude, that that's like an all-encompassing movie, I feel, yeah. as well. Yeah. Like That's horror, comedy, fucking... It's a war oh, movie. Man. It's it's got the Neil fucking Patrick Harris dude like you know. yes. It also has Denise Richards, mm. but she didn't take her clothes off in this one. Mm. No, but she's still just still, an, still a fine piece of cheesecake. I'll tell you what, black man's kryptonite. Hudson's quip to Vasquez about her thinking she thought alien meant illegal alien is an inside joke. According to an interview with Jeanette Goldstein after the film was released, she was living in England at the time, and when she heard the title of the film, she mistakenly thought it was, in fact, about immigrants. Fucking dead. 
Wow. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver threatened to not do any more Alien movies after seeing the final cut. So as a compromise, the special edition was released on Laserdisc, which is the version we now see. Okay. So we could also thank Sigourney Weaver for... Yes, we can. Get, that's awesome, dude. This is also one of the first films to which a special edition with added footage was made, made available on home media. Uh, this version became so popular that most fans and director James Cameron <laughs> now consider it the definitive cut of the film. <laughs> uh, a little... Uh, so Jeremy Brown uh, just said, any man that didn't feel them feels when Dizzy met her and dying for Johnny is no man I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Fucking cry. By the way, I, I think I would have picked her over Carmen just because she's a fucking redhead. Yeah. Well, she showed your titties, so you know what I mean? She's yeah. gay. She was game. Yes, she was. Mm. Uh, so I want to watch Starship Troopers, damn it. Yep. So most people consider this the definitive cut of the film. Uh, contrary to most films with special editions where only the original theatrical cut is ever broadcast on TV, the Alien special edition is usually the one shown on TV now. Yeah. That's awesome because it's the one that should be. Yeah, but who wants to watch it? You know, the censored version? What's the point? It's Just still better than the censored theatrical version, though. That's isn't true. <laughs> That's like super editing right there. You're like, ugh. The original design of the xenomorph head from Alien was initially copied. It featured a ridged forehead with a layer of semi-translucent gel covering the ridges to make it appear smooth. When Cameron saw the heads as a work in progress without the gel, he thought the ridges made the heads more interesting, so the gel was left out. The difference in appearance between the creatures from both films has since been the subject of several fan theories, one being that the ridged xenomorph from Aliens are a specific warrior cast within the species, specifically bred to, to protect the queen. Yeah, which okay. yeah. we talked about that, I believe, in the uh, the episode of the first one. I think so. Where the uh, first one is just super smooth dome. Yeah. And these ones got those nice fucking, like, just all I love I'm okay hot. with that. It makes them seem more like insects. Yeah. Right. Yeah, where you have the, the warriors, the drones. And that works with, like, them, like, excreting resin and shit and building mm -hmm. the catacombs and stuff. It all They're kind of insects in a way. And, yeah. Side note, to keep it with the series, though, and I know a lot of people necessarily don't like 3, I do like the idea or the concept of the runner alien as well. I disagree. Like, I like 3. Yeah, 3 as well. I like 3 the, director's cut. Yeah, the like, director's cut is yeah. so much better. Right. Okay. I'll, that I will state that, but original HBO 3. HBO Max. Eh, no. Right? Fucking A. Blu-ray set. Blu-ray set. Fuck the HBO Max. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart appeared briefly as one of the children at the Hadley Hope's Colony, Hadley's Hope Colony, a scene that was cut from the theatrical version of the film. Yeah, fucking Sabrina, the huh. teenage witch. Never would have knew. No shit. She's the original. The reboot teenager. just got canceled. What's that? Yeah, yeah. The new the new version of Sabrina on Netflix got canceled after four seasons. The fifth season was going to cross over with Riverdale. Oh, oh shit. pound a pud. Did they say why they canceled it? Just people not watching it anymore or something? I thought it was pretty popular. I never watched it, so I think I saw. I maybe think the there first was a cancel culture thing where they made were making fun of Wiccans. I don't know. Did you know? Speaking of which, the cancer culture is actually going against this fucking movie too right now. Oh yeah, because of Jeanette Goldstein. I know, dude. Fuck off, man. Yeah, so what? She wasn't Mexican. Listen, this is thirty fucking years ago. Wait, you she know, was portraying a Mexican. Yeah, I thought she was just a girl that was hot as fuck. Well, no, she was. That was that's the argument now is because you know it nope. wasn't a Mexican portrayed. It's like no, fuck off, dude. She was a great character. Mm -hmm. She was a fucking badass, dude. She was badass, 
Like why? Because her name, her last name's Vasquez. So because your last name's Vasquez, you're automatically a Mexican. No, Vasquez Vasquez is commenting right now. It's because it's because six times also and some other. It's because she wore. It's because TJ. She wore makeup to darken her skin. She wore colored contacts and she darkened her hair to look Mexican. Oh well, that's borderline fucking uh, blackface then. No, it's not. No. I don't know. Borderline. Either way, I don't give a shit. I'm still watching the movie. Yes, it's great regardless. It's not cultural appropriation or anything because it's not blackface any more than Robert Downey Jr. was in blackface. We are in a society where cultural appropriation is welcomed, though. What's that? Okay, we're not talking about this. Sorry. Okay, Uh, Okay, so TJ, this next part answers your question to me earlier. Also in the special edition, when Commander Simpson is discussing claim rights for colony surveyors, in reference to Newt's dad, if he finds anything, it's his. Well, he certainly brings something back to Hadley Soap. Uh, okay, so basically, <laughs> Newt's dad was only concerned about his claim not being honored because... Look, as a Mexican. And the quote says... <laughs> Here we go. Hold up. <laughs> Steve's giving us some commentary. Continue. I will update okay. you guys on uh, Because three. you sent them to that particular middle of nowhere on company orders, <laughs> indicating someone took Ripley's story serious enough to have it investigated. <laughs> Scuba Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Scuba Steve. <laughs> oh, Again, God. for the audio only versions, yes, we should probably, yeah. has said, as a Mexican, we don't give a shit about brown face. It doesn't bother us at all. Scuba Steve, the host of the Dubak Show, somewhat supernatural, coming soon to dubakdiscussion.net. Continue, Chad. Scuba Steve. Scuba Steve. In an interview with Movie Phone, Sigourney Weaver said each time one of the actors was to die, she would give them a bouquet of flowers before filming began. When it was time for Paul Reiser to be killed, she gave him a handful of dead blossoms. If you put a condom on your head and put it right here and blow it up with your nose (laughs) and pull it back, you look like a xenomorph. (laughs) Yes, you do. Give me a minute. Hey, according to Scuba Steve, Shia LaBeouf is officially Mexican now. Yeah, did you see oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> this new movie that he's coming up? What the fuck's it called, dude? I actually enjoyed the trailer, but... Yeah, uh, definitely... the, tax, the Tax The Tax Collector. Yes. I'll watch it, dude. What the fuck, dude? In the original script, while Ripley is rescuing Newt, she encounters a cocooned Burke in the power plant. He claims he can feel the chestburster inside him and asks for help. Ripley simply gives him a live grenade and moves on. The scene was filmed, but Cameron didn't like it visually, so it's cut from the theatrical cut. It is also not among the restored scenes in the special edition. So for decades, the only proof it even existed was a single still image from a magazine. It has since been made available on the Blu-ray as a bonus content. No, I've shit. seen it. I have seen it. It's cool. That's interesting. I remember, I remember reading the novelization for it, and that is in the book. So that's pretty. I, I kind of like that, but I mean, I'm not disappointed with the way they went. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At the film's premiere, Paul Reiser's sister physically struck him because his character Burke <laughs> was so contemptible. Even Paul Reiser's own mother said, "Good when his character met his demise in the film." <laughs> right? <Wow. laughs> I mean, obviously, this is for a later topic when we get to our, you know, Chad's questions. But oh man, dude, that's awesome. And finally, the concept of the aliens reproducing through an egg-laying queen was James Cameron's idea. It actually contradicts an idea from the original Alien screenplay, where the alien transforms one of the humans into an egg and thereby continues the life cycle. And that part was actually somewhat more or less re-added into the special edition, but it was actually cut down. Um, 
where was I? Cameron was aware of this while making Aliens, but he found the concept too restricting. And as this was an intention of the original writers that was never established, he chose to go his own way. Go your own way. I am so happy to introduce the queen because I have I kind of have my own theory on that, being that it's kind of an either or situation where if there is no queen available to lay the eggs, then they can somehow fashion their own out of dead people or whatever. Asexual reproduction? More or less, yeah. Yeah. See, I figured Uh, figured as Jeff Goldblum says, life finds a way. Yes, he does. I always kind of figured. It was more of a uh, like if it was a lone egg with a lone face hugger, like somehow that would generate the queen because mm-hmm. it would just know in the press. But how can you guarantee that the face hugger will produce a queen egg? Suck a dick. I can't. Ah, <laughs> see, <laughs> there's a flaw in their wait, cycle. Stop. When have you ever seen one lone egg by itself? Because even in the first one, he got fucking face hugged in the ship, so it would have never needed a queen. There was already eggs. But if you took one lone egg in its environment... But a queen had to initially lay them. Ah, but life finds a way. Not true. Did you notice okay. even through the... Ah. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Ah. What if we go back to the pre the, the prequels? That's where we need, we need to go to our answer. Uh, no, no, I won't no, acknowledge that. that. No, I, fuck, I, I will not watch... What the fuck? What's the point, then? If we're going to ask these fucking questions, and why can't we acknowledge the goddamn prequels made by fucking... Because oh, I refuse, because to, I refuse to believe the Xenomorph was created by an android. I agree. I don't I refuse to believe that. I don't like that take at all. I, I but that would like, explain how the fucking eggs got on the ship in the first place, and how do we don't need a fucking queen to make the eggs if somebody's artificially making the eggs, putting them on the ship on the intentions that they will then infect the planet that it lands on? Then that's the fucking point of the Xenomorphs. But like, I just don't. The, where does it's the like throwing a disc full of ants into a, on the fucking ground, and when that disc breaks, the ants spill out and form a colony. That's the fucking thing. But isn't there one colony that one where if they lose the queen, like one they they can turn like almost asexual, and one turns into the queen? I'm yeah. sure, but is that a thing in mythology, alien mythology? Uh, yes, maybe. that has been okay. theorized. Okay. I mean, if depending on if you're going fan fiction out, you can go fucking anywhere on that shit, dude. <laughs> oh, that you know that goes deep. That goes deep. Going back to like Joe Prometheus, I love Prometheus. Mm, Covenant did not like Covenant. No. Maybe it was Danny McBride, and I love Danny McBride in my comedies. But I don't you know, know if if we're gonna, you know, we love Danny McBride here. He is amazing, and he's bound and down. Yes. But stay the fuck out of horror movies. Yep. Okay. Please. Thank Please. you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just get away from the oh. Halloween franchise and fucking <laughs> don't touch the Alien franchise again. We love uh, you, though. Yes. We love you so much. Way. Give me Pineapple Express, too, damn it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'll eat down and down the movie. Help, right, help, help, help Seth write that shit, dude. You know what I mean? Like something. <laughs> Anything. Chad, we still... We got anything more about or that was it, buddy. Okay. So I hear anything more. (laughs) John, do you have any questions that you haven't mentioned already, you stud muffin? Yeah, you know what? Um, so in the lunch hall scene, right after or actually it might no, it's right after the little knife uh hand scene. My lighting is on point today. (laughs) Um (laughs) they mentioned Arturians. What do you think Arturians are? Are they like a planet of transsexual like aliens? 
That's kind or, of what I'm wondering. Because like, oh. he said he goes, yo, I could totally, he's like, remember that Arturian Poontang? Yeah, but yours was a male. Yo, it don't matter when it's Arturian, baby. <laughs> oh my God. So what are these Arturians and how come we've never seen them in the alien franchise? I ain't fucking talking about Arturians. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do it now. Oh, that's Last funny. time I talked about Arturians, we lost listeners. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> All right. So and I, I could be wrong on this, but did I catch a Terminator reference when they mentioned the original Ash android as the Hyperdyne systems model? Yes, you did. You certainly did. Damn. In the original in the original script, it did say Cyberdyne. They changed it to Hyperdyne when they filmed it. But wasn't Hyperdyne mentioned in one of the later Terminator movies? As like I thought it was like a subsidiary company or something like that. It could have been maybe in like the farther shittier ones too. I it could be wrong. But no. No, no I haven't seen anything since past uh, Salvation. I have it's not mentioned in Genesis or Dark Fate. Yeah, I haven't seen I you know, I really, you know, sidebar here, I really like the way that the Terminator franchise is going off because we're getting some really heavy, like, nerdy fan fiction type shit, and I and I enjoy it. What do you mean? I mean, I like Terminator. These, these, the, like, Genesis and Dark Fate is such a fucking right turn from Salvation. Like, you're just like, woo! And, I love Salvation, dude. Yeah, like, I liked it, too. Yeah, I love it. Oh yeah, but then like Genesis and Dark Fate are like way yeah. out there compared to Salvation. You know what? I was so stoked too about like that they were bringing back like T one thousand and shit in Genesis, and I literally turned it off as they killed him in the sewer because I was just like, that was, I- I'm done with this movie, dude. Like, I don't know <laughs> what it was. It just was like, nah, I'm good. Like I'll just watch T two again. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> How can is this? It, is Terminator get talked about because of James Cameron? Is that why we keep talking about Terminator in this? Review? I think so. Yeah. Kind of goes Fair with that. More or less. But yeah, uh, those are my two questions, man. The uh, the Arturians and the Hyperdyne system. So hey, if we are going to do Starship Troopers, are we going to talk about how much of a piece of shit Verhoeven is? The teacher? The Wait. director? Whoa. Oh, I've heard he, uh, some of the shit he's wrote is some pretty, like, uh, Hollow Man. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> some rapey shit up in Hollow Man. I watched that yeah, the other dude. day. I haven't watched, dude, I haven't watched Hollow Man in a long time, but yeah, dude. Yeah, those are weird vibes, bro, for sure. Dude. Oh, and then I it's saw a, somebody comment about it the other day, and it was like, the problem with this movie Mania is, page? huh? It's on the Monster Mania page? I, I think, think it was. Somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. Co- somebody comments, the problem is, is I see a lot of men acting like this if they had this ability. What? No. no, that's not okay to say. No. That's, that's... Yo, honestly, I would just hide from everybody anyways and still just be like, yeah, I'm just... <laughs> exactly. I'm just exactly. Be like, wait, why is that joint floating in the air, dude? You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 fucking great, dude. Just take naps wherever you fucking want, dude. Nobody would ever know. <laughs> go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Go. Also, I will say Hollow Man does not stand up CGI wise. Whatsoever. Yeah, I was gonna say that was definitely a weird. That was that weird mid two thousands. Kevin Bacon's performance is fantastic, but the subject As matter, of the writing, and the CGI's ass. Yeah. So, uh, douche the movie. Uh, we are gonna Bro. say Burke. Burke. And you know what? I think like, and you guys haven't brought this up probably since one some of your earlier episodes, but uh, and that's even kind of where the whole like douche of the movie came from. 
But I want to say, dude, like out of all the movies we watched, I almost say Burke would have to take the crown. I think so. Oh yeah. Like I think I would agree. He Cameron did Total Recall and Showgirls. No, Verhoeven. Oh. oh, okay. Oh, I was like, wait, what? Cameron did Showgirls? Like, no, no. What? Oh man. Um. No, man, but like, he plays such a douche so well, and I love that you even. I didn't know that about his sister and his mom. Like that even that <laughs> makes it that much better. But he does, man. Like, holy fuck, dude. How do you not hate this dude's guts? Like, especially when you like he turns off it's that terrible. little fucking TV monitor, dude. It's like, not a single redeeming quality to him. No. And I loved like, you know, I kind of forgot about it when I was younger, but like, dude, when you really found out, like he's the person that sent Newt's dad out there. So he's really the whole fucking yeah. talk, shit show. And it's like, yo, all he gives a shit about is literally getting up in his company. He doesn't. It's like, holy fuck, dude. He's the android from the first movie in this movie. Maybe worse. Maybe worse. He's oh worse. yeah, he's worse because he's he's affecting a lot more people. Bro, like the android is like as fucked up as he was. He was still doing it on more of a. It was a glitch. Scientific basis, as yeah. Yeah, yeah he was just following his programming, right. or lack thereof. Where right. Where fucking, oh man, dude, Burke, he's just trying to get that better seat in the fucking company chair, dude. Terrible piece of shit. He's a douche. Douche, dude. Okay, guys, so uh, favorite kill. I'm going to say at the Queen's kill there at the end. Uh, The Queen itself, or are you talking about Bishop? No, whenever the Queen kills uh, the android there at the end. Bishop? Yeah. Bishop, yeah. Yeah, That is a good rip apart, dude. Like... Well, mainly because the way it's the way it's shot, the way it's built up, the way it comes out right. of nowhere. It's mm-hmm. just so mwah. right. You get that little bit of acid blood, like what? All the movies <laughs> over. Oh, everyone Dude, made it out right. How many? Like I said, how many fucking false endings does this movie potentially give you to where you're like, huh? Oh, we're still fucking going. All right, let's do this. <laughs> oh man, dude, that was good. And. I don't know if you could. I'm going to say when all the Marines start getting taken out. Like, I don't know if I can consider that as a collective death. Maybe that would be more of a scene. to prison shank that little. I can, I can narrow it down. I got to say, as far, and especially in that scene, but my favorite death would have to be Drake. When he gets sprayed oh, with dude, the acid. Yeah, and, and he reels around and he shoots the flamethrower into the AP. I almost wish you got a little bit longer of a shot, dude. Yeah, because that was some killer makeup they did on his face for that. Fucking right, dude. Fucking right, Roger. But, like, that whole, yo, where, like, Frost, like, who is it? It was a Diedrich gets fucking grabbed, who then literally lights fucking Frost on fire. Mm-hmm. Then the and lights the, and lights the like, magazines on fire, yeah. Like, kills fucking, um, I can't remember, dude. He was, like, he was introduced, like, one fucking second. But kills another fucking guy, dude. Like, holy shit. So just that one alien grab fucking took out three people. Yeah. Like, I, I would almost have to go with that because, dude, that is when shit just fucking hit the, f- you know, and obviously was the chest burster is great, but obviously it's still no comparison to that first movie, dude. No, that, that that's the best one. Yeah, especially because the, the chest burster, it was somebody you didn't know who it was, so. Right. Yeah. It was a nameless, a, random was person. Like, still cool. Yeah. You know, still looked awesome. Everybody cocooned in the fucking, like, I love that shit, dude. It wasn't yeah. much of a buildup like the first one. Right, right. Uh, I didn't do my. I would agree with uh, TJ uh, Bishop because Bishop. I liked all the other kills, but like his was so dragged. 
like out. This was the most graphic for sure. Yeah, that's. I, I it it also makes me wish that it was a person, like because I mean, not that I mean, he's an android, but I would have loved to have seen how much blood would have been on the floor. Like, yeah, but if that was a person, they would have never done that, and that's why yeah. they did that. Harper yeah. Harper was sitting there. My youngest was sitting there watching that scene with me, and like, don't worry, he's a robot. It's okay. He's not a yeah, real he, person. He's still moving around at the end. He's good. You know what like, I mean? He, like, yeah, he was still moving. That's why I'm like, I fucking love it. Like, he's cut in half, but he's still going. So I remember watching this movie with somebody way back in the day, and they're not really a big sci-fi or horror fan or anything like that. And they were just like, how could he still be holding on to the great? And I looked at him like, yo, he's a fucking robot. Like, <laughs> he's still alive, and you're questioning how he's holding on to the great. Like, fuck off. <laughs> I remember when this movie came out and there was a magazine and the aliens, you know, magazine came out about the making of the movie. And I was standing in the store looking at it. And this is like 10 year old me looking through it. I'm like, mom, look, this guy was ripped in half. (laughs) That sounds like me when I started reading Fangoria. (laughs) Mom, look, this guy has a chainsaw on his face. I think my, I think my introduction to Fangoria, by the way, Bobby was, uh, it had the Friday the 13th part four cover with uh, the bone saw to the guy's neck. On the cover, yeah, yeah. Jeremy that was, says that was the first call issue. It a kill, though. It, it see, mm. but it, like she brings him back, though. I mean, he's already true, like, kind of destroyed, and then she has to like plug all that shit in his head and everything to kind of like this is re- boot him. Yeah, so. but yeah, but he that's a, I think that's only because of the crash. Uh, if right. he didn't crash, he would have been fine. Which, yeah, that's that was one of the biggest reasons I hated fucking three was that oh, beginning. Yeah. You were just like, yeah, oh, I agree. What? You just fucked everybody over after all of that? Like, fuck off. Yeah, I wish they didn't. I wish they did not do that. But that's why. That's why the comics were so much better. Oh yeah. Well, there was also a, no, a novelization uh, that was supposed to be. I think it takes place in between Aliens and Alien Three, so technically it would have been the real three, or whatever. But they actually go to Earth. They end up finally wait, get back there. Real quick on three, wasn't there supposed to be a darker version of three, or am I thinking something else? I for some remember somebody mentioning something that there was supposed to be a way different Aliens three than what we got. And I'm sure that's probably true on some level. I unfortunately I could not answer that one for you, buddy. All right, I got to look that up then because I somebody was talking about it to me and I'm like, I, I know a couple guys that could probably answer that though. Yeah, I know, but oh, I, guys, I, uh, I, I yeah. throw this. I do want to throw this in there real quick. I thought it was really cool in the game. Uh, one of the only cool things about the game Aliens Colonial Marines was uh, Hicks showing up at the end of it. Yes. Does he really? Yeah. Yeah, you actually you get to uh, go through and find all these guys again and all the like you get to see like where they died and stuff. And then you actually get to see some of them survive like one of them survive and there's a story that provides that goes through that. Because I never played Colonial Marines Marines because of like supposedly how garbage it was. It's only actually- worth it because of the story expansion. I didn't think it was that bad. No, glitch wise and everything. But then, then again, I paid five bucks for it, so I got my money's worth. That's fair. Yeah. I feel like if you bought it when it was brand new day one, you might have been a little upset. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the people that bought uh, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. <laughs> that guy right there. You know what though? I don't care. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it is a it great was, third-person shooter. It, it not was, a good Resident Evil game. Was, no, it was definitely not a good Resident Evil game, but. Uh, it reminded me just like the fast paced action of like the 50 cent games or something, dude. You know what I mean? It was just stupid, but it was just fun. Anyway, what do we got yeah, back for our question? The best 
scene i already mentioned it uh my best scene would be when they're in that one room and they're all locked in there and then they're still getting in somehow and they don't understand and then they look up the false like that that ceiling and all of them are crawling yeah that's my favorite scene okay mine is um when ripley discovers the queen alien because uh, chad mentioned it before no music it set it up perfect and you just she looks up and it's ginormous. I love That's that. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, man. So, this is gonna, this is I mean, one. it is hard to choose. This whole movie is full of pretty much not one bad scene. There's right. no, You can only well, say good, pretty good, awesome. Even then, there is no bad rating of a scene, but that's my favorite. I think I got to go with the whole sequence from when they find the cocooned colonists till uh, Ripley comes in and rescues. Just that, that whole that whole badass scene, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, neck fight. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, listen, like the fact that they set that up so well and they gave it to you so early in the beginning that you almost you wouldn't even almost you know the first time watching this you wouldn't even think that they're gonna bring that shit back. By the way, guys, check this out. What we got, buddy? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I have an obsession with facehuggers. There's probably five or six different ones on the dresser behind me that you can't see. Do you have okay? So, speaking with at the times, do you have a facehugger like Corona mask? No, no, no he he doesn't wear masks. So, because uh, I'm like I'm, you, I'm not ruled by fear, so I don't wear masks. There Fuck we go. Guys. Yeah, see, there we go. I kind of have to, or else I'm not allowed to work. So. I have to at work, otherwise, fuck everybody. I don't. I'll wear them to work, and that's it. Well, I don't understand the people wearing them when they're driving. Yeah, that always kind of makes me chuckle. Oh. Whatever. I, <laughs> I guess you you're like a free flag fry, dude. You know, <laughs> when me and my girlfriend are out driving, we see that we just go like this. Hope they don't run out of oxygen. <laughs> you know. Okay, whatever. guys. So, uh, did the opening scene hook you in? Oh yeah, that's fucking lutely, dude. That whole title yeah. sequence. As I mentioned, the thud from the door is fucking awesome. Oh. <laughs> dude, just that you didn't little, mention that to me yet. Just that whole little weld scene, dude. Just the whole fucking what? And the fucking arm comes in. Oh, man, dude. Although I always yeah. wondered where the dust came from because they're in space. Right? Yeah. It was kind of, yeah, there was just moisture fucking everywhere. Uh, they are inside a controlled environment. He's got, yeah, he's got a point there. Yeah. There is air and there There's is dirt in there. Place. As it is shown, uh, I believe you can go outside on LV. Uh, 426. 426. So there would be dust inside. Breathable atmosphere. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, guys, opening scene, opening scene. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, we said yes. Okay. Best hits, hottest girl. So, Gorney Weaver, I'm coming for you, bitch. I was gonna say the tits in Hudson lock, in the tits on uh, Hudson's locker there. The brief shot. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Changing my mind, Vasquez. Ooh, Vasquez did have Vasquez a IRL smoke show. Fuck mm-hmm. you, man. Anytime, anywhere. Yeah. I, I think I gotta agree. It, either her or the girl that flew the dropship. She Ooh, was yeah, not she bad. Looking. She was. She was your redhead type. That's right. She you know something. Girl in the ship. I, I I like the face. 
Like Fair that. enough. So uh, did the score set the mood? Absolutely. But as for mentioned, uh, I'm going to go back and listen to that Star Trek 2 and 3 soundtrack again. See if I pick up any accents of aliens. Right. What, by the way, I have all three of those. <laughs> I have the alien score. Right. I have Star Trek 2, Star Trek 3. So I'm, now you're I'm a score guy, so. True. He's a score guy. That's why I like him. Uh, best song? Well, since there's no songs, I think the best part of the score is when they're escaping the planet. Yeah. The one that you hear oh, in the trailer. Or the, expl- the explosion. Yeah. yeah. That is pretty... Uh, they even recycled yeah. it for, I think, both Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection trailer. They did. Yes. Yeah, yeah you're right. And you know what? I'm going to uh, shout out Jeremy Brown right now with uh, the scene where Newt does get captured in the water, dude. That is an intense scene. Mm-hmm. And I again try to be replicated in resurrection. Right. And I will add to it. If the sound effect of the motion tracker is what fucking helps any of those scenes just with the intensity, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Dude, like you want you don't even have to see them. Just the fact you keep hearing that beep get closer and closer, and you just see the fucking little blips on there. Oh man. Hey, oh. Tim's on. Hey Tim. Up Tim. Tim, Tim, Tim. Welcome. Listening from you across know what? the road. Favorite character, boys. Hudson. Oh. Apone, dude. Bishop. Bishop. Ooh. TJ's thinking hard on this one. I have to go Apone, dude. I love Apone, dude. Wow, we're all like... across the board on this. Right? I do love Hudson, but Bishop, Hicks. he saved half body. You said Hicks? Hicks. Yeah. Wow, we're all across the board. I like it. Hicks is like the Johnny Rico of this movie. Right? That's true. Oh, what the hell? Now, what was Rico's fucking... What was Rico's sergeant? Like, the teacher that went back into the core. Now, I can't think of his fucking name. Michael Ironside? Yeah, Michael Ironside played him. I know, I know. I can't think of his actual name. Radchek. Yes. Duh. Uh, Radchek's rough next. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Oh, fucked up my camera angle. There we go. Uh... By the way, guys, feel free to disagree with me, TJ, but uh, Michael Ironside is a better dark side than Tony Todd. I agree. Wow. I thought you disagree. When did he play dark side? You'd have to cue me in. Uh, Superman, the animated series and during the whole Justice League run. Really? Mm -hmm. I did not know that. That's awesome. And Tony Todd did the newer like war series. I'm thinking new 52. Okay. Is that the new 52, the war, like Justice League War? And all that? Okay. I do like that series, like the Son of Man shit. Any of the Justice League movies that they released post uh, Flashpoint animated movie is. Yeah, new that's 52. New 52. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Dude, uh, I would love DC Apocalypse War ends New 52, to my knowledge, because it, re- it undoes the Flashpoint. At the end, Flash goes, okay, time to undo it, and starts running. And then it goes to the black screen. Well, shit, that's what they should do in the comics then. Yeah. <laughs> right? If you're like, and we're done with you. Because if you think about it, it all was to save his mom. So if he's just like, fuck it, mom's dead. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> and if he never did that, Darkseid never would have heard the bell, and he never would have came. Oh, dude, there was so much that they cut out of Flashpoint for the animated movie. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot that was cut out that they just couldn't they couldn't squeeze it. We will save that for our guest appearance on comics and kaiju's when we talk yes. about the Snyder cut. 
Uh, <laughs> cause I will be pounding putt hard for that fucking thing. That uh, and the fucking Affleck, uh, HBO series, dude. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love me some DC stuff. So was it scary? Yes. Yeah, okay. dude. I'll yeah. tell you what, the scene where Newt and Ripley are asleep and they wake up oh. to find the facehuggers escaped. Yes. Like I was kind of only half paying attention, kind of half in a daze. And the first face hugger jumped at Ripley. I fucking jumped out of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen this movie dozens of times and it still made me jump. Listen, dude, it's, it's there's just the, the scenes that are meant to be scary definitely are, dude. You know what I mean? They're, they're intense. They're just, I, you know, and this is one of the, like, we've only what actually said like one of the movies that we've reviewed out of 80 fucking movies is actually scary. You know what's uncomfortable? That's not scary, but it's uncomfortable. The noise that's in the that's in the hallway, like the room noise, whenever they're waiting for Ripley to open the door. There's this fucking monotone hum that will drive you fucking insane. <laughs> oh, just if like you have a goddamn hum. headset on. Mm. Oh my god! So in Ripley's room, it's quiet, but in that hallway that they're standing in, there's this. Oh, now I know what he's because they're on a ship. Yeah, I did pick it up on a low level. Yeah, now that I mentioned. It. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah, nice. atmosphere, dude. Great yeah, atmosphere. Is also really creepy. I think it's Crow when he's on the radio, and if you look behind him, the wall looks still. Mm-hmm. Five seconds later, you see the xenomorph like pull out a oh, and come dude. behind him. Yeah, mm-hmm. the first like motion when it breaks off. The yeah, wall. like that's the first like xenomorph scene that we mm-hmm. get. Mm-hmm. Like that was fucking freaky. I was again. I've watched it a bunch of times. So I watch it again. I'm like, it still fucking gets me. And not only that, but like, the Moon. sound design aids to the scary level. Oh yeah, and I, maybe you wouldn't consider this personally scary, but I just the whole <laughs> hey, Tyler watch, just dance. right? <laughs> fucking yeah, dude. <laughs> Nails on a chalkboard. I would agree. Um, and that's why he listens to Dubac pods because we don't got that home. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should incorporate it for an episode. See what happens. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Tyler, fuck you guys. I'm done. Hey, <laughs> that reminds me, guys. Do you remember our very first? And probably our worst fuck up on the uh, shit show was our alien episode where the fucking countdown timer was screeching for the first 10 minutes of the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. That shit, dude. Oh, Wait, shit. That episode. I, oh, man. I know I'm going to have to go back and review it now. No, that was our first live episode. It yeah, was Bob, uh, Bobby. You weren't on it, but you were the one that told us that it was still making that noise ten minutes. Oh yeah, that's episode. right. I couldn't do that episode, but yeah, yeah. you're doing it. I'm like, guys, you got a loud noise going on here. Yep. <laughs> oh, we were using OBS back then. <laughs> I fucking remember because I was piping you guys in through Skype in a secondary program. Oh, that was oh. so funny. That was when it was a true shit show. The Discord, yeah. the Discord days. Yes, oh yeah, Discord days. That was hot. How things have changed. <laughs> okay, guys. I, uh, I still have the Discord app, and it keeps wanting me to update. I'm like, why? I never fucking yeah, use it now. I, I do still <laughs> use it every once in a while just to do, like, my mic checks and shit before the show. Yeah. But that's one of the you best. You can use that for private video streaming, which we'll probably use at some yeah. point. I've used it for normal game chat, too. When You know, like, if you're doing um, – especially if you're doing something where, like, you're playing Power Rangers or something where it's, uh, you know, different consoles and shit like that. Like, yeah, uh, I will announce now that uh, John and I will be doing a live commentary of How High, followed up by a $5, where it's going to cost $5 per viewer of uh, live commentary of Orgasmo when we will not have shirts on. 
So, uh, <laughs> I want to be a part of that one. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll do do show boy. <laughs> Wait, what movie is this? That's our Gasmo. What are you fucking live in a cardboard box? No, <laughs> <laughs> no from Utah. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Mormons. Well, you can fuck oh, that up. is right. That was the first one I did with you guys. That was nuts, Tyler. Did. Yep. <laughs> Oh, hey, man. Guys, uh, hold up today. I mean, duh. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't even have to ask the question. Skip it. <laughs> uh, a- acting, great, of course. Yeah, amazing. amazing uh, cinematography, if we haven't spoken about it already by talking about specific scenes. Uh, right. Just light. Okay, TJ, let's, let's discuss the one shot that we both hate that we were oh, talking yes. about earlier. Okay, so the film's perfect, except one shot. Looks very reminiscent of Empire Strikes Back pre special edition. Is whenever they're the re entry scene when they're going on to LV uh, 426. 426. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a shirt. LV. He, he always has to pause and look away when he's right. saying <laughs> uh, So you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I it looks like the cloud. It looks like the. Looks like the Cloud City fucking scene in Empire Strikes Back, like pre-special edition era. It's fucking garbage. He brought that up to me this morning in chat, and I know I said I know exactly what scene you're talking about. <laughs> just the clouds, right? Yeah, it's, it's just, just the clouds. clouds you see, like, the, the back of the drop uh, going in, and it's like the not, shittiest like, thing. Did they not literally do that same shot in Back to the Future Two when he's fucking coming in? The yes. Everything looks so good from the matte paintings to the green screen and everything else. And I'm just like, yes, yes, no, not that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Not that. I love it. You know what? If that's the worst nitpick, I'll take it. Fuck it, dude. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, if there was a chance to improve something later in the director's cut, that is the opportunity to go back and be like, do we need to show the exterior? <laughs> like I wouldn't even want them to go through and like try to like digitally update. So it. in the Gornmore cut, it's the director's cut minus that scene. So that's What's the, the, scene of, cut. the scene of Burke cocooned is back in. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's the Gornmore cut. That's, that's official. Be three cuts of the movie. Yeah. Theatrical directors, Gormore. Gormore cut. Gormore has to have a special feature where we're commentating over the movie as we're watching. Yeah. Uh, okay. and, it, and it's just us cracking beers the whole time. Right? <laughs> like, how's this movie? About, about an hour into the movie, we bring up Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> so for some reason, James, the Terminator and Predator just keep getting mentioned like the whole two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is reminiscent about this. So, uh, premise, boys. Oh my god, dude. Oh yeah. Oh, Love it. Take the first one and fucking amp it up to a hundred. Turn it up to eleven. Fucking Final tap the fuck out of it. Fuck yeah. Okay, guys. So uh recycle, rewind, or remake, rewind for it. Hey. Ooh, rewind it. Jeez. Don't touch it. Don't, don't remake it. Fuck Nothing. It don't do a remake. Don't do a reboot, you fucks in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It might be time for me though, because I still am rocking the 1999 DVD. It might be time for me to get the actual 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you know what? I say what you want. I kind of still like that weird, like how the DVD has that like film grain to it. I don't know. It to me, it 
makes it i like part of it i don't know it's like the aesthetic of the movie i guess i'll tell you what johnny this this weekend when i was watching predator there were some really really grainy shots and i have the old original dvd that came out Same it was here. it was bad enough i said you know what i'm getting the fucking blu-ray this looks like yeah? shit so I, I, ordered, I still dig it, dude. I, I, I found a four disc set of all the, all four Predator movies for like twenty really? bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Yo, I might and we can't wait to have Tyler back on the show either, Heather. No, I know. It's always good to have on. Oh yeah, we just want to let you guys Robo know Pop. that we are on episode ninety three. Correct, Chad? Holy yes. Fuck, so that means in seven episodes we will have an episode where we don't talk about movies, and we will have four lucky fans on at, to do a retrospective of the ninety nine episodes that came before it. So, oh, really? yes, uh, that will be hosted by Heather, Tyler, and Barodi. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'll, I'll kind of be like in the background running pre-production. You guys want like running production and stuff, kind of like putting the videos things up in the in the pictures and stuff. But uh, yeah, they'll be doing that in uh, a yet-to-be-fourth person. Fuck so, yeah, dude. I'm going to definitely pull that shit up on the fucking big screen. And absolutely. Oh, shit. Yes, it'll be good stuff. So, Gornmore rating time. Five. Ten, if five. we can go higher than five, yeah, let's give it a ten. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, that is a gore more score of perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <five out laughs> perfect. I love it. Yeah. Robo fuck the green makes me feel nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robo. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you. It does. I, I'm totally for the nostalgia, so I get it. Absolutely. I don't know. So, guys, as kind of a, a winding down, we're going to announce and talk about a couple things. So, do you guys want to start with my trailer, or do you want to talk about the box set? Trailer. Trailer. Let's hit the trailer, dude. Hit the trailer. Okay. Let's stick with the so, space theme. For those of you who don't know, uh, me and Jeremy Brown from Brown Space Films have been working on this Star Trek fan film, and it's called Warrior's Death, and in... I think it's a story that's truly spectacular, and I can't wait to share that story with you. So until I'm actually able to do that, here's a teaser of Warrior's Death. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Yes. Everybody be quiet. Chief Medical Officer's Log. Start date 49322. A Klingon war party has landed outside. <laughs> no, you're good, dude. It was planned. You're good, you're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, shot. <laughs> so much for talking I was about shot trip. while aiding a fallen colonist. I have now secured myself in the colony's medical quarters. I do not know how long we can survive here. on War Party is moments from overtaking us. Starfleet. Please. Tell my family that I love them very much. Lieutenant Commander Anya Coria out.
So thank you guys for watching that trailer. Yeah, the music gives me goosebumps. That that is a right? wonderful. Oh, so good. That is our lead, Leanne, doing the voiceover work there, and Cody and Jeremy threw that trailer together last night. Uh, the editing is Excellent superb. Job, Excellent job, guys! Did wonderful. Yes, that's a, that's amazing that they just did that overnight. That they just threw it together like that. It speaks waves of not only what we're able to do as a production, but what we're going to do as a production. So stay tuned for that Kickstarter and for this uh, fan film, guys. I can't wait to show you. Fuck yeah, dude. So, as mentioned before, a box set that I knew about last year but wasn't allowed to talk about till this year mm. uh, was announced today officially from Scream Factory. They talked about the Friday the 13th box set that we're finally getting with proper artwork. Huge. Huge. Fucking huge. huge. And already, out of the four of us, in my pre-order i did it earlier today and um i'm happy i might have to follow suit on you buddy i might have to do it as well because i was looking at the artwork listen it took me 20 minutes to get on the website all right so i think they were definitely feeling it for this i we were sitting there and she looks at me and goes look at this i'm like was pre-order the full price yeah so how much i I think i paid 170 yeah, it's one sixty nine. That's that's dirt cheap for how many how what much content, how many discs? Sixteen. Discs? I didn't buy it. Instead, I sent that money to Sarah to buy scrubs for her new job. Ooh. <laughs> so I I opted out on that. Uh, hey man, there's still time. It's not till October. That fucker sells out. I'm gonna be so sad that I that I did that. I'm only be like, like, only thirteen thousand are being made, dude. Oh really? I had yep. to go for it because I'm. Like, I mean, I have them all, but I'm like. I like the artwork. They got some. Okay. I would buy it for one reason. And I hope you guys know what reason that is. The unrated Jason goes to hell Blu-ray. Exactly. Yeah. Which for some reason, the box at the release the years back, why the fuck didn't they put that one in there? But I don't have it. I don't really give a shit. I got the. Also, uh, check that commentary track from Senor Mentor. <laughs> 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 Oh man, nah, dude. That I love the. Uh, I mean, you get what two posters with it. You get the original uh, end scene from the first one, and then you get yeah. It. And you also get two Blu-rays of Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. It's like I just keep seeing this shit, and I'm like, you get two, you get two. I didn't even. I didn't even look to see what the DVDs were. I just saw it was like 16 DVDs. It's about yeah. time they did this for Friday because they did it for Halloween and they did a tremendous job on it. Yeah. I bought that the day that came out and that was worth I bought that before I had a Blu-ray player. I waited four months true. to watch that. It is true. Yeah. So I'm still even amazed that they're allowed to put it out with the whole ongoing lawsuit thing. It's not new content. There's there nothing new content. on there that's not new. And there new putting, content. Huh? There's new behind the scenes features and stuff like that. Really, but that's but you can oh, create no, no, no. you can create that. It's not using the name. It's your it's essentially like creating documentaries and stuff about it. You can still do that. So I don't think it's creating new Friday the Thirteenth content within universe. And I think that that's where the legal battle stops and things like that from happening. Which the legal battle should be ending. I thought they were supposed to be going back to court at the end of June, but with the whole COVID nineteen, I don't know how much that got pushed back. Then nobody really said anything. I've definitely fallen behind on the wayside for that now. But we haven't heard anything for a while either. Right. Yeah. That's true. 
I mean, COVID's definitely fucking put a damper pretty much in everything. But. Exactly. So find that uh, Friday 13th box set over on uh, the Scream Factory website. Uh, it's up mm. for pre-order now. While supplies last, as Chad said, 13000 mm. And that pumpkin had steelbook. Yeah, and the pumpkins he had steelbook and the Motel Hell steelbook, if you guys like them movies, because I'm, I'm a big fan of that film, actually. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything else other to talk about other than Halloween Kills being pushed back a year, but I don't really give a fuck because yeah, not a fan. Was involved. I still haven't even watched the trailer yet, honestly. I've, I've- it doesn't show anything. It just shows the house burning down and the fire department showing up and Jamie Lee Curtis is screaming, let it burn. Yeah, that's yeah. literally all it shows. It's so literally, literally, you could have got that at the end of the... Which I believe was taken from a Halloween 4 deleted scene, the let it burn thing. Really? Well, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, not Halloween four. A different one, of, one, but not. I saw it from somewhere. Somebody said it was from a previous movie that wasn't used yeah. or something. So, gentlemen, I gotta say, man, our show for next week is definitely gonna be a change up from this week. What's the, What's the show next week? Oh, Hatchet. Bro. Hatchet. Oh. Oh yeah. Good. I don't even have to. Good fucking time, dude. That is a good one. Danae Hotter. Oh, man. <laughs> you know I, I almost would say I actually like Hatchet 2 better than Hatchet 1, but I do love it. Also, fun fact, go back and watch Jason X, the the uh Will always the cryo tube that he is frozen in is labeled collage. Oh shit. I, I gotta go back and watch that now. Yep. Huh. Go back and watch it. Uh it's the it's literally says KWAJ on the side of the fucking cryo tube that he's frozen in. So question, because I, I have not seen the fourth one. That's actually just labeled Victor Crowley. Mm-hmm. Is that a reboot of the series or is it an continuation? It is. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out, dude. Because It's uh, essentially Hatchet 4 without being called Hatchet 4. It's, it's all right. I think I saw the beginning and it didn't have the dude from uh, Mr. Science Theater 3000 in it. If I'm not mistaken. I think he was like, oh, man. 2B. I feel like it was like him and, yeah, right. 2B for sure. No, it was like him and some other chick, and like she was like he was proposing to her, and she was just crying all this fucking snot out of her mouth. I haven't seen anything past three. I don't think I've I have seen it. Three. I haven't watched. I don't three, remember if I've seen three. Three is the one where he fights uh, two thousand nine Jason, right? Also, spoiler for next episode: favorite kill is going to be the head being ripped apart. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> yeah, not the band, not the fucking Sander. Oh, you know what? That's gonna be split. That's gonna be fucking Okay, dude. There's some. Oh man, dude. I haven't watched Hatch in a minute. Such a fun fucking movie, dude. Yeah. And you forgot about the belt sander, dude. I keep forgetting about that. Right. And you get uh, what's his name from fucking Grandma's Boy? Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Fucking a, dude. Well, I don't think there's anything else to cover, guys. No, man. I think. What the fuck was that? I got a lot of static, like nothing but yeah. static. What the fuck? Oh, it was John. It was John. Uh, I muted John because oh. the noise was coming from him. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, okay, I, I muted John. John talked.
Oh god, okay, I'm gonna mute him and I'm gonna finish the show. Okay, guys. So I was, uh, was shitting my pants. Like, what the fuck? No, it's always John. It, it, it's, no, it's weird. I thought, I thought TJ ended the show before Bobby could do, could do his little noise. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he wouldn't let us get away with that. So, guys, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Gornmore Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, as always, signing off. Signing off from his ha- from his house from the last time. Yep. First time, by the way. No, signing off from your house for the last time. Oh, for the last time, yes. And I'm signing off from my house for the first time. So this is Chad Crispin saying, "See you next time, bitches." This is Big Johnny DC and see you later. <laughs> there it is. Saved it. There it is. I was waiting for him. But damn it, he yeah. didn't come back as chocolate rain. Chocolate rain. I should have every you time I come back. I should have done it like that. Every yeah, time this happens, I come back, it's thing. just gonna come back with chocolate rain, dude. <laughs> oh man. Sure, killing machine, Bobby and Moan saying, I'll kill you later. <laughs> <laughs>